for great it's either eight or seven hold on it's we did two the first day and then we did three yesterday and we did yes it's episode eight yeah let's uh, just cut that out in post no <laughs> <laughs> it's episode eight of let's place the podcast you can listen to to hear an objective and scientifically precise ranking of all video games ever created i'm your host your sleepy host luke and I'm joined with two brand new guests who I forgot to check what names they wanted to go by before we started, so I'll let them introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Will. What's uh, the other guy's name? Hey, I'm David. Hey, there we go. We got Will and David here. All right. Uh, <laughs> we're, we got a list of 30 games so far. They've all been uh, categorically and perfectly organized. Uh, we know for a fact these are how these games' qualities stack up in relation to one another. Uh, and we have five more today. Four randomly chosen and one based on a listener submission. Uh, so to start here, let me just read the list we have right now. Uh, number 30, our worst game of all time, Online Tennis Manager. Number 29, Desert Speed Trap starring Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. Number 28, Wild Wheels. Number 27, Cherry Moderate. Number 26, Scapon. Number 25, Arnhem, the Market Garden Operation. Number 24, Deka Yonku, Tough the Truck. Number 23, Gods and Heroes, Rome Rising. Number 22, City Racer. Number 21, Warlords, 1990. Number 20, Elsa Dentist. Number 19, My Frogger Toy Trials. Number 18, Aruberia no Atome. Number 17, Leisure Suit Larry, Magna Cum Loud. Number 16, Mario is Missing. Number 15, Koi Koi Shimasho 2, Super Real Hanafuda. Number 14, Thing Bounces Back. Number 13, Mac Ninja. Number 12, Yokoyama Mitsuteru Sankukushi. Number 11, Starship Chameleon. Number 10, Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People. Number 9, IL-2 Sturmovic. Number eight, Busy Scissors. Number seven, International Superstar Soccer Deluxe. Number six, Bionic Commando 2009. Number five, D-Force. Number four, California Speed. Number three, Need for Speed Underground. Number two, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. And number one, the best game of all time, Iron Lord. I feel like it's important to note for the audience and for my fellow guests, I frequently... Uh, make finger guns at my monitor as though I were making them at a person while talking uh, in this podcast. I'm not really sure why, but I was doing it a lot while I was reading that list off. Okay, uh, it's getting it's, to be it's a like a helpful device. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe maybe uh, for future episodes, eventually you might just need to cut down to the top ten. I um, I I think once we get to 100, I will do the top and bottom ten. <laughs> I mean, uh, as, as long as uh, Whoever's helping you with this is able to access the entire list. I don't think the audience needs to hear the entire list. Right, right. Well, it's a long list, and it's about to get longer. It is. So we have uh, five games, like I said, that we need to add to this. And uh, let me list them off now. We have Suzumiya Haruhi no Tomodai, which uh, we found roughly translates to the perplexity of Suzumiya Haruhi. Uh, Alpha Prime, 
Space Farmers, Jumanji, and a listener-submitted uh, entry, Rocket Robot on Wheels. So to start, have any of you heard of or played any of these games? N- no. Great! Okay, I've heard of I've heard of Rocket. I've heard of it. Okay. Haruhi Suzumiya is a thing I know about. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I saw the show like for a little bit. Oh, um, wow. Fascinating. Okay. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, and Jumanji's a thing? Sure, yeah. I, I have we all no, know what Jumanji is. For the record, this is like a... This is a PS2 Jumanji game released in 2006. Yeah. There's... I have no idea what that's about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's just start from the top of the list here. Suzumiya Haruhi no Tomodai. Uh, what can you tell us about this uh, property, since you, you're familiar with it? It is about a high school girl who is, like, she's kind of like the nexus of the universe or something like that. Like, she has some okay. sort of, like, creator-level power, and she has uh, I see. A, uh, a school club for, like weirdos and oddities uh-huh which has uh which a bunch of like uh weirdos and oddities have joined at you know masquerading as at like normal people oh, okay like there's like a wizard a like time traveling dude a I see. space police lady and of course, are they like, all like attractive people yeah yeah they're okay. all like they're all cool looking high school students I see yeah yes. okay that makes sense I uh, confess I too know a little bit about the Haruhi Suzumiya property oh you do okay I don't yeah, know I anything about you. the game I know <laughs> the game came out before the second season so that's like a plus for it because the second season was garbage but okay alright yeah, like that's my primary question regarding the perplexity of Har- Haruhi Suzumiya. Where does it fit in within the uh, the series chronology? I mean, so I'm yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's let's see, uh, the game has many subgenres such as an RP or sub games such oh. as an RPG, a visual novel, and a princess maker dress up game. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, the main character is Kion, and her job is to help Haruhi create a video game. So this sounds like some meta ass shit. Well, uh, the es- what? Kion is a he, not a she. Oh, okay. Yeah. The wait, did I? S- okay, yeah. It says it. It uses male pronouns here. I don't know why. I said <laughs> her job. Yeah. Uh, the SOS Brigade can create a game similar to Dragon Quest, a robot game, a card battle, a board game, a dating sim, and even a princess maker. There are over thirty game types in total. Kion must give orders to the rest of the brigade, including managing their timetables. This actually sounds sort of interesting. Yeah, do you do you get to play the game that they make? Or that's what I'm trying to figure. Out. I mean, it says it has many sub games, so that implies. I'm sure none of these are very deep, but it sounds like you get to play them at least a little bit. Like it sounds like it could be a sort of like game dev story sort of thing. Yeah, this actually sounds a lot cooler than I was ready for. Yeah, it's making me think of like the retro game challenge for mm-hmm. the Nintendo DS. Which is not a game we're reviewing today, but right. it has, like, you know, parodies of a lot of different genres uh-huh. that you play through and complete various tasks. That sounds uh-huh. really interesting. Even removed from the licensed property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it 
sounds like basically what kind of game you tell the characters to make dictates the gameplay of the game. I'm, wow, I'm, I'll admit, I was ready to completely dismiss this out of hand, but this is kind of cool sounding. Yeah, it, it makes a strong impression. Yeah. Kind of, kind of out of left field. Yeah, wow. Okay, well, boy, that's a strong start to, uh, to this episode. Let me ask you this, though, uh, Dave, uh, how would you say it compares to Koi Koi Shima Show 2? Super Real Hanafuda, which is... Uh, oh, Super Real Hanafuda is just a load of shit compared to Suzumi Haruhi no Tomo. Really? Uh, uh, on what yeah. basis do you say that? Because um, it's a card game, and we all know uh-huh. if it's a card game that's a video game, unless it's Texas Hold'em, it's garbage. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of inclined to agree with you. I, I mean, if it's, if it's Texas Hold'em, it's tolerable. It's not great, but it's still, you know, yeah. entertaining. I, I've sort of said a few times that I feel like the uh, the big draw of card games is the social interaction, which uh, a video game adaptation kind of destroys. Uh, but Dave, uh, how, do, how do you... Th- oh no, you're Dave. Will, how do you think? <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel uh, Koi Koi Shimasho 2 Super Real Hanafuda could... like I assume it's just a card game, right? Yeah. Uh, the it's pro- essentially video poker. Yeah, so... Like one of the sub uh, games in the Haruhi Suzumiya thing we're talking about, right, is a card game, but it could be so much more. It could be a princess maker. It could be yeah. an RPG or whatever. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Uh, so that sounds like a unanimous vote to go above Koi Koi Shimasho Two. Uh, but let me ask you this, uh, Will. Mm-hmm. How do you think it compares to Busy Scissors, a Biz- DS and Nintendo Wii game that uh, is a mini game collection based on? Uh, being a hairstylist. Hmm. That. Hmm. I, that's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, people have been surprisingly um, fond of this game. Uh, it, it looks to all the world like kind of a piece of shovelware, but everyone is sort of struck by the idea that hey, that just sounds sort of pleasant. Yeah, and and like the the name is good. Yeah, like busy scissors. That that has a good has a good mouthfeel. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's got assonance. And we don't we don't even really know what to call the game we're ranking right now. Well, it's Suzumi Haruhi no Tomodai. I don't what? see what's so hard about that. Uh, yeah, it's rolls <laughs> right off the tongue. I don't know. I, I, don't I know. mean, I'm looking at the screenshots from uh, Busy Scissors. It's not a looker. I'll give you that much. Right, but I mean, I'm just thinking about it like from a gameplay perspective. Uh, I just don't see how the DS or Wii controls can really simulate the tactile pleasure of cutting hair or having your hair cut. Well, okay, okay. But is that alone enough to? I mean, I, I, you know, that if that's how you feel, are I mean, you ready I'm, to not, vote I'm not for... saying that like. In real life, cutting hair can be a pleasurable activity, whether experiencing or performing. Uh-huh. But as far as a video game, I don't find it a very compelling activity. Okay, so uh, are like you going if, for... if it was a, if it was a mini game in another game, you know, I'd, uh-huh. I'd uh-huh. probably skip it. You know, when oh, you, when you change a hairstyle in Grand Theft Auto, you don't have to actually get your hair cut; you just select an option, and it happens. Sure, sure. So you're voting for Suzumiya Haruhi then. Oh yeah, that's that's better. Okay. Uh what about you, Will? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with busy scissors on this one. 
You're going with busy scissors. Okay, that means mm-hmm. it's down to me to break the tie. Um, so, mm-hmm. I'm a little torn. I, I, I think Suzume Haruhi definitely brings some interesting ideas to the table. I'm, I'm intrigued by it. Uh, and you know what? I think that's going to carry it in this case because busy scissors. I'm actually, I think it's a good idea. Um, because I think it's totally cool to have games that cater to interests outside of people that just want to shoot things and, you know, kill things, uh, and race things. But busy scissors doesn't necessarily look like the best execution of that idea. So, uh, I certainly think it's earned its place where it is in the list right now, but I do think Suzumiya Haruhi should go above it. So, that's how this is going to break down. Which means that the next game that compares to is... D-Force. This is a, uh, scrolling, like, shoot-em-up game for the Super Nintendo that, uh, makes extensive use of Mode 7. Uh, from my understanding, it has some very flashy presentational elements to it. You play as a helicopter that, as far as we know, has no pilot. No human being is ever mentioned in the uh, text of the game. And uh, you fly through the Middle East and shoot enemy aircraft. So how do you? Th- how would you say that compares to Suzumiya Haruhi no Tomodai, uh, Will? Okay, so like this is a... We, you come to the conclusion that this is like a robot sort of helicopter. There's no that like, is chopper certainly, dave. We, there is no proof that a chopper dave exists. Hmm, okay. And this is in, like a nondescript Middle Eastern country that this chopper yeah. is rampaging through? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, like, I remember another uh, scrolling shooter, like Operation Desert Storm, just by the name. You know you know where it is in the Middle East. Yeah. Well, yeah. But this is just <laughs> wherever. Yeah. Um... It plays the French National Anthem when you start the game, and the USSR National Anthem when you beat the game. Ah, so there's like a multinational coalition going on there. Right. All the countries that hate the Middle East. (laughs) So, what do you think, Will? I think I'm going to have to put uh, Haruhi above D-Force. Okay, and why is that? I don't know. Like, I, 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 I feel like... Even though, like, describing what the Harhui game is is a is like a mouthful. It's kind of like a lot. There's a lot of top level ideas going on there. Uh huh. But I, I still feel like it's it's novel enough to kind of uh, put above, you know, right? Robot so helicopters we, shooting. Yeah. Guns. Well, what we're basically looking at here is a case of um, high concept, uh, ambitious ideas versus. Uh, high execution of a simple idea. Yes. So, and, and like, the, the opposite of what ambition. I was just arguing. Yes. Right, yeah. And you're favoring the ambition. Yes. Uh, okay, so that, that's fine. Dave, uh, how are you feeling? You know, uh, you, you kind of took the words out of my mouth. Um, okay. Haruhi's got a really interesting concept, but it's it's got, like, an entry barrier there, whereas, like, D-Force, I feel, regardless of your familiarity with any properties associated with it, you know, mm-hmm. which probably don't exist, but you know, anybody could pick up the game and probably enjoy it a lot easier. Okay. Okay. So I think that's a plus for D force. Yeah. I'm inclined to go with D force too. I think that that wide variety of games is definitely interesting in the case of Haruhi, but I have concerns that 
if it has 30 different types of games, none of them can possibly be that deep or well executed. So I, I think this is... Uh, I, I can't, in good conscience, vote for it over D-Force. So that is a, a 2 to 1 here, which means that the next game Haruhi is up against is... The Bionic Commando Reboot from 2009. Dave, you want to start us off here? Well, I haven't played Bionic Commando 2009. I did play the demo. Okay. And I found it had some really interesting mechanics with the uh, robotic arm. Okay. Um, being able to grapple around, use enemies. and. Are you aware of the shocking plot twist relating that robot arm? Um... I think so. Uh, let me let me tell you what I think it is. You can tell me if okay. I'm right or wrong. Um, I believe his arm contains his dead wife in some capacity. Exactly. It yes, is powered by the soul of his dead wife. I mean, that's that's pretty great. I yeah. Um, I, I have to say that really is the clincher for me. That puts it above Haruhi Suzumiya. Okay. Okay. And what about you, Will? I would I would be all over Bionic Commando. Uh, I'm a big fan of the uh, of, of Mr. Bionic Commando. He was a he was a favorite of mine in the Marvel vs. Capcom three game. Oh sure, okay. Yes, uh, but uh, yeah, I the wife arm is what what kills it for me. Really? Like, yeah, I think there's a lot of silliness in uh, uh, the, the Haruhi Suzumiya like idea, its whole thing, but. Uh, I, I don't think any one thing within uh, that series is as silly as downloading your dead wife into your bionic arm. So wow. I, yeah, that's going to have to put uh, put the bionic commando below Haruhi for me. Wow. Uh, well, that means it's once again down to me to break a tie. And I've got to say, you are the first person on this show to have negative things to say about the dead wife arm. And uh, I, I'm afraid I have to defend its honor and vote for Bionic Commando. Yeah, hate, hate to hear what you think about Metal Gear Solid Two. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> so that means uh, the final place of uh, Haruhi Suzumiya will be determined based on how it compares to International Superstar Soccer Deluxe. Now, this was a soccer game published by Konami for the Super Nintendo. It was uh, pretty popular. It seems like it was a well-made soccer game. Uh, notably, uh, this is the fun fact that I have for this one, uh, it was very popular in South America where they actually hacked the ROM on the cartridge and uh, changed the team colors in the game to match local uh, like Brazilian teams and Argentinian teams. Um, so, Dave, what do you think of International Superstar Soccer Deluxe compared to Suzumi Haruhi? Well, it sounds like it's got a pretty uh, <clears throat> strong... It had a strong following, anyway, in the South American countries. But um, mm -hmm. as far as soccer games go, I don't know how it compares to other other franchises. Right, we don't either, because we haven't ranked it. We That's the only soccer game we've ranked, so... You know, once once a FIFA or a PES comes up, I'll be able to tell you how it compares to other mm -hmm. franchises, but not yet. I'll I'll ha I'll have to put it up. I'll have to put uh, Suzumiya Haruhi above that. Okay, and what about you, Will? Uh, I'll have to put uh, International Superstar Soccer Deluxe on top, based just based on the anecdote that you uh, that you said. <laughs> it was too charming. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I gotta admit, I'm a pretty big fan of uh, everything that uh, Superstar Soccer Deluxe has going for it. It seems like a pretty darn good soccer game. Uh, I'm gonna have to vote for it over uh, Suzumiya Harahi. So, that means its final place is currently at number 8, which is pretty high. It, it broke the top 10. It's respectable. Yeah, it's absolutely respectable. It, it had a shot at the top 5 for a moment there. <clears throat> but moving on, now we have our second game here, uh, Alpha Prime. Does anyone know anything about Alpha Prime? Absolutely not. Okay, great. <laughs> Let's do some research. It looks like it's a PC game. Okay. Alpha Prime is a first-person shooter developed by Black Element Software, never heard of them, and released in 2007. The script for the game story was written by... Ondrej Neff? I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. It looks Scandinavian. Uh, the game is built upon Black Element's proprietary, proprietary Enforce 2 engine. It was initially released on Steam and is also available on the cloud gaming service online. On live, rather. <laughs> is that even around still? I don't think it is. Not okay. in its original form. So people have not been paying close attention to this Wikipedia page. Uh, there's a lot of plot here. This is a plot-heavy looking game. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah. I'm just going to read the end here. The game ends with a shot of Arnold's corpse as Livia insists to company members that Arnold has the heart and she needs to get it out of his body. She requests an autopsy and Arnold's head turns, re- revealing green glowing eyes as the screen fades to black. That's just a rip-off of Michael Jackson's thriller. Arnold is the protagonist that the player plays as, apparently. Yeah, I would so, assume so. I mean, yeah. you gotta set up the sequel. Right, right. So it looks like it's uh, all about aliens or something. I don't know, this is too many paragraphs to I read. I mean, the it's, the it's... box art looks like a crisis ripoff. Yeah. I'll see the like game. It... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, it, it seems like it revolves around uh, mining an element used in the fuel for starships called Habardium. <laughs> uh-huh. Hmm. The game has received average reviews, citing many faults of the game. The game, the enemies have been criticized for being too hard, with perfect aim at all ranges and no reduction in damage, mm. leading players to constantly have to save and reload. The voice acting has been seen as subpar, as well as some sound effects lacking punch. The lack of multiplayer has also been a notable criticism. On the other hand, the game has been complimented for having a solid engine with crisp visuals that live up to its mainstream contemporaries. So, technically proficient game that's maybe not very well designed on a gameplay front. Well, I mean, it's developed by some dudes in the Czech Republic, so that sounds about par for the course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not not total trash, but not, not quite up to snuff. Okay, okay. So, uh, let's see here. What game are we comparing it to? Uh, our good old center of the list. Uh, Will, how do you think it... Compares to Koi Koi Shimasho 2 Super Real Hanafuda. When I think of Alpha Prime, I think of absolutely nothing. Okay. <laughs> so I, I think comparing it to Koi Koi Shimasho 2 Super Real Hanafuda, I like. The. Uh-huh. Koi Koi Shimasho 2, like, it sounds appealing on a certain level. Like, I would try. I would try that game. I see. Just You're see saying that the, the title of it, like hits you in a certain way that alpha prime just rolls off your back yeah and just like the more i learn about alpha prime like the less appealing it sounds like i can't bring myself to dislike it or anything like that but it's it's nothing to me okay uh what about you dave um 
you know, I'm going to have to go with Alpha Prime because I know Hanafuda equals card game. And again, it's just card game equals boring usually for a video okay. game. Okay. Um, so I mean, these both these both strike me as uh, very generic examples of the type of game that they are. Mm-hmm. So given that, I think, you know what, the gameplay fundamentals of Hanafuda are almost guaranteed to be fine because it's just based on Hanafuda. So I think I'm going to have to give it to that over Alpha Prime. Um, so I mean, that I mean, yeah. can, can you really? The thing is, can we really judge Alpha Prime if we don't know how its shotgun works? Uh, I mean, it's more difficult <laughs> to judge it, but there are other metrics like the Wikipedia page that we just read, for instance. It doesn't tell us anything about the weapons. <laughs> I here's what I would say. I would say if the shotgun was sublime in that game. It would immediately boost it up. Like but on a scale of we... one to fear, how how good is it? Right, but on the other hand, the fact that we never heard of this game suggests to me that I kind of know how its shotgun is. <laughs> I I will say this random person on a Steam on the uh, Steam forum says that the shotgun is somewhat decent. Okay, somewhat decent. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever you say, buddy. <laughs> uh. Let's see. Dave, how do you think it compares to Gods and Heroes Rome Rising, which is a now-defunct MMORPG based on ancient Rome? Well, you know, I always have a soft spot for failed MMORPGs, so... Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're we're looking at failed FPS versus failed MMO. And you're, you're going with failed MMO? I'm going to have to go with the failed MMO just because you you got to admire their chutzpah okay. For, okay. for trying to compete in such a... Yeah. cutthroat field. That's true. Uh, and, you will. and also Roman history. I mean, you know, there's sure. not that many games. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what do you think, Will? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. Like, a failed MMO just has so much more human tragedy behind it. It, it is inherently more uh, more compelling than Alpha Prime. Yeah, these guys left the Star Trek online team to make Gods and Heroes. Oh, that's... Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah i'm gonna agree uh i will agree that uh there's a lot less ancient rome games than there are generic sci-fi alien games so yeah i'll give it to gods and heroes also which means this keeps on sliding on down the list let's see one two three four five six seven one two three four so we've got uh, now it's up against cherry moderate which is a visual novel uh as far as i know it was only released in japan and it is. It looked like you had three different uh, protagonists: a school nurse, a high school student, and her twin sister. Uh, and that's about the end of what I know. Other than it does definitely have sex in it, and it explicitly says that it features uh, sex involving one male and multiple females. So, uh, Will, what do you think? Yeah, I was about to ask if you had any idea about what the game was about. Like, if, yeah. <laughs> like maybe one of them was secretly a dragon or something like that. Yeah, I have but... an idea of what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of says it all. Uh, I don't know. Alpha Prime, I guess. Okay. All right, how about you, Dave? I mean, uh, apparently uh, they're both games that know their audience. I'll give it that. Mm. Uh I'll have to go with Alpha Prime just because it's it's really hard to not feel that the people that made Cherry Moderate weren't just being cynical, trying to pander to certain people I to see. get it to buy it. I see. I'll offer the minority opinion that uh, 
I think I would be bored and frustrated with both of these games, but at least one of them would give me a boner. <laughs> uh, a, a defense I've used against other uh, erotic games that we've ranked on this list uh, already. But uh, enough about the past. Now we need to compare it to Arnhem, the Market Garden Operation, a an early 80s uh, strategy game for the PC that looks like it had probably four bits to work with. Maybe six? Not eight. Definitely not eight bit. <laughs> Somewhere uh, between four in, and eight bits. It's set in World War Two and depicts uh, a an allied campaign through the Netherlands. Uh, Dave, what do you think? Um, there's a reason that we've moved beyond uh, strategy games from the 80s, and that's because they're overly esoteric and too uh-huh. complicated. Yeah, that's true. And this one, like, I don't even know if it is too complicated. It looks like it's not capable of being too complicated. But, yeah, I... I, Yeah, that's fine. So that's a vote for, uh... What's this game called? Alpha Prime? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Will, what do you think about it? I I don't know. When I think of Alpha Prime, I think of... uh, Missed Opportunity. They're working with the finest technology that 2007 has to offer, and that's the best they can do. Uh, uh-huh. when looking at uh Arnhem the market garden operation like they're working they're working with like four and a half bits yeah uh I feel like um the wasted potential of alpha prime is more disappointing than uh uh the limitations of the time in Arnhem's case so okay. i'm I'm gonna say Arnhem in this one okay um I'm actually going to give it to uh alpha prime. Because looking at the screenshots that I did of Arnhem, it, I suspect that unless you had a manual handy, it wouldn't even be possible to play. <laughs> uh, it looks like that kind of game, where it's like, oh, you have to hit the tilde key to bring up the menu where you push the bracket key to choose which gun you want to use. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Alpha Prime. So now that... Oh, no, that's not sorted yet. I'm jumping the gun. Whoa, hello. Jumping the gun. The gun done got jumped. We need to be sure that Dekayanku Tough the Truck can defend its place in the list. Absolutely. We have to talk about Dekayanku Tough the Truck, a off-road racing game for the Sega Saturn. And I think I've just said everything that needs to be said about it. (laughs) Uh, it's 3D, it has an incredibly poor frame rate, it looked like there were about two selectable cars for it, uh, and that's, that's about the size of it. Uh, Will, what do you think about it? Uh, yeah, that sounds, that sounds good to me, I'll give it to Dekayanku. Alright. Uh, Dave, what do you think? You mean, compared to Alpha Prime? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, rate, it, it. Racing games, you can always have a little bit of fun with them. I'll, I'll I don't know. That. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm shocked. I was definitely ready to give it to Alpha Prime, but I am <laughs> outvoted. So, in other words, I did not jump the gun. I put it right where it belonged. <laughs> you put it below the truck. Yep. All right, that's two games down. Three to go. Next one is Space Farmers. I love the name of this game. I don't know what it is. I'm excited to learn more. Space Farmers game. Uh, let's see. Uh, Steam community for Space Farmers. Let's see. Let's go there. Let's. I haven't tried this yet. Let's see how this goes. 
Let's see. Oh, it's on sale right now for a buck forty-nine. The art style looks suspiciously evocative of Minecraft. Like it's just cube-headed people. So is this a situation where potentially one of us could just buy the game and boot it up right now? I mean, we could. It says it has no. It has is a co-op game only and has no single-player mode. Oh, okay. But when you buy it, it gives you two copies, so you can give one to a friend. Oh, that's that's a good deal. Yeah. I just want to see, like, an about page here. Grab a friend, grab a gadget, grab a gun, and get ready for the most fun you'll ever have in a co-op game. Ah, that's a strong claim. Has this person played Kirby Superstar? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I don't know. Recommended by curators. Here we go. Uh, First time I've seen a co-op only game, no single at all. Interesting. Interesting puzzles and a fun game to play with a friend. Space farmers can be very addictive. Okay. It looks like it's sort of a top-down... It almost looks... uh, I'd compare it to, like, a Zelda-style game, almost. Like, you're just going through this, like, dungeon. It's rendered in 3D, but it's from a top-down 2D perspective. And you're just running around, like, shooting aliens with a gun. You have, like, a... a, Not a jetpack, but, like, a helicopter thing sticking out of your back. It looks all right. I don't know, what do you guys think of this thing? Yeah, I'm looking at uh, a review done by uh, cooptimist.com uh, of Space Farmers, and uh, it's, I don't know, like, uh, hearing hearing a game titled Space Farmers, like, I, it seems like there's not a lot of farming involved. Ah, uh, that's slightly true. disappointing to me. Yeah, definitely. Maybe Space Grinders would be a little more accurate. Yeah. Uh, Bago Game says, at one point, you use a flare gun to ignite cow farts to kill robots. Hmm, okay. So, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah, this seems okay to me, actually. I, I, from the, like, cover art of this game, I was ready to dismiss it. I'm just getting surprised over and over here. This seems like an okay game. Yeah, it's, it's not top ten material, but it doesn't seem well, terrible. We haven't rated it yet. We we can't say that. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like if someone gifted me this on Steam, I would not be offended by it. Yeah, definitely not. So let's see here. We have 32 games. So let me see. Uh, Dave, how do you think it compares to our old pal Koi Koi Shimashu 2 Super Real Hanafuda? You know, I'm going to have to rank Space Farmers above Hanafuda. Uh-huh. Uh I mean co-op always a good time. Yeah. Like I said, Super Real Hanafuda cuts out a second person. Yeah. This, this is, makes you seek out a second person. So, yeah, I, I can see that. Uh Will, I think you've pretty much established you are pretty down on Hanafuda. Uh yeah, I could be pretty down. Well, uh, I I've been lukewarm on Hanafuda, but yeah, I'll <coughs> I'll, I'll give it to Space Farmers here. Okay, I will also give it to Space Farmers, which means we are now looking at... Oh, we have to compare it to a game we've already rated, Suzumiya Haruhi no Tomodai. Mm. What do you think, Will? Mm. I feel like lighting cow farts with a flare gun is about equivalent with what I know about uh, Suzumiya Haruhi no Tomodai. Mm-hmm. This this is a tough one. You might have to come back to me. All right, Dave, do you want to step in here? Uh, 
Space Farmers seems like it might be fun for a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, but the the ambition combined with the licensed property on Suzumiya Haruhi seems a little better. It edges out there, I think. Okay. Okay. So my thoughts on it. Part of me wants to just give it to Space Farmers on the basis that you can have fun with your friends with just about any co-op game. But that's the wrong way to approach it because then just co-op games will dominate this list. Mm-hmm. We can't. That can't be the rationale. Um, so looking at it more objectively, Space Farmers does not seem like an especially deep game, and uh, Suzumiya Haruhi has thirty not very deep games. So <laughs> it's kind of thirty times better. So based on the value proposition, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I got to give it to Suzumiya Haruhi. Wait, do we know? Do we know the MSRP for Suzumiya Haruhi? Does we the have... dollar per not oh, listen, deep we're... game? Look, we have no idea the dollar values here. We are simply rating the quality. That's for the the, the stuffed shirts on Wall Street to figure out. <laughs> That's for the marketers to decide. Yeah. So, uh, so that's, is that one vote in each direction, or... No, 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 that's two votes for Suzumiya, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, uh, Will, if you would like to voice a minority opinion here, you're certainly welcome to, or we can move on. Nah, I'm good. All right. So, let's see here. That brings us to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, one, two, three. So now we're comparing it to Starship Chameleon. So this is a game that was released in the, I believe, 1982 for a... It was released on cassette tape for a British-only computer system. Oh. Uh, It is a game where you control a UFO, and you have to... Like a flying saucer-type UFO. Mm -hmm. And aliens are dropping bombs of different colors, and you have to sort of change your color to crash into the bombs of the same color as yours to neutralize them. Um, we compared it to a very, very primitive version of Ikaruga. That's what came to mind when you were yeah. saying that, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, what do you think? We were very taken with the name Starship Chameleon. Yeah, there's... there's. I feel like Starship Chameleon's got some stuff going for it. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, I think I'll have to give it to Starship Chameleon here. Okay. Okay, what about you, Dave? Yeah, especially for the time it came out, it seems like a pretty advanced mechanic to mm-hmm. be uh, implementing. Yeah, it's, uh, it is by no means a uh, complex or you know deeply designed game, but uh, there's something about it, and there's something sort of fascinating about games that are that old and that are running on off of magnetic tape. Uh, it's just kind of neat. And, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you guys. I'm voting for Starship Chameleon over this. There's nothing wrong with Space Farmers, but it doesn't stand out to me Yeah, I, I feel like you could you could <clears throat> give people, like, the bottom line for both of these games, and Starship Chameleon is just, like, way more novel or yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so then that brings us to comparing it to Mac Ninja. This was a shareware game for the Macintosh computer back in the days when they did not have color monitors for the Macintosh computer. And uh, it is a very simple single-player fighting game where you are a karate student fighting a ninja. 
Uh, you can punch, you can kick, uh, and the ninja can do everything you can, except he can also throw shurikens. And uh, you always die in one hit from the ninja. The ninja usually dies in one hit from you, but sometimes he survives for a second hit. So, uh, Dave, what do you think about start um, about Mac Ninja compared to uh, Space Farmers? Um, I'm gonna have to give it to Space Farmers. I mean, those little freeware games are amusing for a little bit, but they're really just by their very nature, they're not given more than back burner in terms of development. So, what if I told you that you're supposed to put ten dollars in an envelope and mail it to Las Vegas if you liked the game? <laughs> Which game? Uh, Mac Ninja. Well, I'd say that's the Mac Tax in action. <laughs> you could also do that if you like Space Farmers. I it's guess good. you can, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so that's a vote for Space Farmers. How about you, Will? Yeah, it, it, doesn't, it sounds like Mac Ninja doesn't have enough calf arts, so I'm going to have to give it to Space Farmers. <laughs> that's You know what? That's not wrong. Okay, so that brings it down to one last comparison for uh space farmers i'm losing track i've got 30 games in my head it's hard to scram anymore <laughs> uh so this is a comparison to yokoyama mitsutero sangokushi which is a super famicom strategy game uh based on an anime based on a manga based on the romance of the three kingdoms oh one of those. uh it is not related at all to the franchise romance of the three kingdoms mm-hmm um different different video game franchises but uh will how do you think it compares i i feel like it's potentially like a more cerebral experience compared to space farmers but like sure. you're going to be missing out on like the the sheer like like the fun factor might not be there yeah that makes sense that makes sense uh dave yeah i mean like you've sort of mentioned, there's more than one franchise that uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms has uh, inspired, and it seems like this one didn't inspire a lot of sequels, so... Right. It inspired two. Well, but I mean, I the, yeah. the, the current the one... The other one has a million. Yeah, it has a million, <laughs> which doesn't necessarily mean it's quality, but... Right. Okay, so is that uh, two votes for Space Farmers, then? I think so. Yeah. Okay, but I, I, I would also I would also vote for Space Farmers in this situation. Yeah. So that places it directly below Starship Chameleon. Worthy I wonder position. How the, I wonder how the developers of Space Farmers would feel if we told them they lost <laughs> to a British 1982 cassette-based game. Yeah, just send them a message on Twitter just like, hey, we mentioned you on our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so this is the game I've been most excited to get to this episode. This is Jumanji. <laughs> Which, as we said, was not released like concurrent with the film. It came out in 2006 for the PlayStation 2. So, I'm a little curious as to what happened there. Is this a movie tie-in game that just got thrown into, into development hell for ten years? Well, or no, because... Well, is bef- it based on the book? Before the episode, we, we looked into it, and there was a 1996 Jumanji PC game. Which was yeah. a tie-in to the film. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the PS2 game apparently is a tie-in to the film also, but it came out so much later. Right. 
so the uh, the giant bomb wiki page for this has nothing other than a one sentence description description a collection of mini games based on the movie so but not a lot to go on here not much to go on at all uh dave has posted some sort of forum thread here oh it's a review i yeah, see some somebody somebody reviewed on uh, the escapists forums i um, see uh well he opens it up with i'm not making up a word of this so that's it sounds like he was pretty taken with something and in he it. says it yeah. ticks all the typical boxes for a budget ps2 game yeah, so yeah. I, I feel like the story he's putting together here is that it's a Mario Party sort of thing, where it's or, okay. or you could, if you want to debrand that, it's a digital board game sort of thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it where, seems like uh, a lot of party mini games that are extremely random. Yeah, so I'm just running through here. Fishing, probably the most competently made game here. You have to chuck spears at fish, avoiding mines while nabbing the trident power up. Okay, that's all right. Should be wildly entertaining with four fishermen. Mm. Well, I don't know about that. Vulture attack. Protect your coconut stockpile from ravenous vultures by lobbing spears, cannonballs, or boomerangs at them. The constant squawking sound is genius, and I like how you can essentially machine gun the birds at close range. Not necessarily the best minigame, but certainly the most awesome? I feel like this is a very biased review. I, I'm trying to tell if this person is uh, a lunatic or if they're ironic. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. stop you there because there's ten more minigames they go through. Yeah. Um, and none of them seem all that great. Yeah. We should we should just say the names, though, for the record. Sure, absolutely. So we have Titanic Turtles, Rapids, Maze Craze, Swarm, Crazy Climbing, Cheeky Monkeys, Hungry Bugs, Mud Hut Madness. Yeah. Stampede! Charge! Now hold on a second. They have Stampede and Charge? That seems like... A, that's a little redundant. Yeah. And it says <laughs> that Charge is very similar to Stampede, too. Yeah. I don't know what kind of game this Jumanji's playing, but I know what game I'm not playing, and it's Jumanji. <laughs> so, let's see. We have 33 games ranked. Will, how do you think it compares to Koi Koi Shimashu 2 Super Real Hanafuda? Uh, I feel if I want to indulge in the Jumanji experience, I would just watch the movie. Yeah. Uh, and playing what seems to be a, a middling uh, party game made years after the fact doesn't seem very appealing to me. So I'll, I'll give it to Koi Koi Shimashu 2. Okay. All right. Uh, Dave? Yeah, I've been pretty rough on Super Real Hanafuda today but um as, as much as i hate playing a card game by myself i hate playing party games by myself yeah and even playing party games with other people this does not sound like my like first or even fifth choice so no i i have to agree with that so let's see 33 minus 18 is 16 so one two three four five six seven eight so let me flip a coin here and how do you think it compares to Deka Yonku t- Tough the Truck, the Sega Saturn racing game? Hmm. I, I, I really want to give it to Deka Yonku Tough the Truck, but from yeah. what I hear, apparently it suffers from too many technical problems for it to yeah. be a real contender here. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Dave? Um, you know what? I'm just going to flip a coin. Okay. 
and the coin landed lopsided. Great. So okay. what is your... <laughs> Flipped it again. I'm going to go with uh, Jumanji. All right. Uh, so I've got to... Wait, so that's two votes for Jumanji, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I was also going to give it to Jumanji on the basis that we have about uh, ten mediocre games versus one mediocre game. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Again, that value proposition. Yeah, that those numbers are really you coming got, you in. you got to put value here. in quotation marks there. Well, yeah. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four. Let's roll the dice. We have got a comparison to My Frogger Toy Trials. This is a Nintendo DS game. It is a pretty uh, poorly made, top-down uh, children's puzzle game. Uh, it's it's If you've played a Frogger game, it controls kind of like that, but it's one of those games that Konami made when they were desperately trying to find a way to make money on the Frogger name, even though, like, what do you do with Frogger? Uh, it, there's not a lot to it. It does have some cute cartoon art. There's a panda with sunglasses. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's about all there is to say about it. Uh, Dave, how do you compare these two games? Um, uh, my Frogger Toy Trials sounds like it's another collection of mini games. Is it? No, it's not. It's not. No, it's it's like you're playing. I said it's like navigating mazes as Frogger. Mm. Yeah, that just so. sounds more frustrating. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that, that's not wrong. So you're voting for Jumanji? Yeah, I'll vote for Jumanji. Okay, uh, how about you, Will? Uh, Panda with sunglasses sounds pretty great, but I think I'm going to give it to Jumanji as well. Wow, okay. I will offer the minority opinion that... Uh, both of these games are bad cash-ins on a, you know, franchise that's relatively well-liked. No argument and, and, uh, to me, my Frogger at least tried to capture the spirit of what it was going for. Were it not for the cover art of Jumanji, this would just be a set of jungle-themed minigames. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's my feeling on it, and I am outvoted here. So that means it is time to compare this game to... Oh boy... Leisure Suit Larry Magna Cum Loud. <laughs> what a comparison. Yeah. So we are comparing a children's minigame collection to a uh, an adventure game focused on showing you boobs. Hmm. But not, what do you but think, not really, right? Yeah, I think not really. I don't know, actually. There might be at least one boob in there. Hmm. Am I, like, snuck one in? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I feel like you could at least play Jumanji with other people. I guess that's true. Yeah. I guess. I guess. <laughs> uh, Dave? I, well, I mean, I'm looking on the Wikipedia page, and Laser Suit Larry Magna Cum Loud is apparently part of Sierra Entertainment's revival of the series. Yeah. Starring his <laughs> nephew, a new character. Oh, is it? I didn't even know that. Yeah, uh, many critics took the game to task, I'm reading from the Wikipedia page, for its sexual content and humor being too direct and obvious, citing that much of the charm of the series had been in its more subtle handling of dirty jokes and sexual situations. I question the idea that the series ever had any charm, but okay. Uh, The game is banned in Australia, most likely due to its graphic sexual content and depiction 
elements of revolting content. Hmm. Okay. Mm. So, given all that, do you think it's better or worse than Jumanji? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Jumanji because, I mean, as mediocre as it is, it doesn't sound like offensive on, yeah. the, uh, on the amount that Leisure Suit Larry Magna Cum Loud is. Yeah, it's it's really hard to rate anything, uh, to rate Leisure Suit Larry above anything. I think the fact that it's number 19 on this list says a lot about the games below it. <laughs> and yeah. uh, not necessarily a lot about Jumanji. Uh, I, I do want to say one quick thing. Like, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think when it comes to Jumanji, like it, Leisure Suit Larry, at least like being banned in Australia and like it brushes with relevancy I compared see. to Jumanji, which was released literally a decade after the thing it's based on. <laughs> You're not wrong, <laughs> but I also feel like this is a an attempt to revive a franchise from the 80s. That's true. It's it's kind of in the same boat, relevancy-wise. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, Alright, that means there's one last game to compare Jumanji to, and that is Mario is Missing, which I'm sure you're all familiar with. It's the geography edutainment game using that licensed out uh, basically just sprites from Super Mario World. Uh, have you guys played this game? I have. I, I have not had the pleasure. Oh, okay, well, let me tell you. Whoa, not a good game. But is it better or worse than Jumanji? That's the question we have here. It sounds like at least you'll learn something if you play Mario's Missing. Okay, okay. Uh, what do you think, Dave? Uh, any game with Luigi is better than Jumanji. Wow, okay. Any we game... Just... Name a game with Luigi that's better than Jumanji. I mean, Uh, probably most of them, but like... (laughs) Mario Party Advanced. I'll I'll take it over Jumanji if I'm playing with somebody else. Yeah, damn it, you're right. It's got more (laughs) minigames. They're both minigames. Yeah, yeah, shit. (laughs) You might be right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it to Mario Missing 2, because, uh, frankly, they're both games for children, but one of them at least tries to teach them something. So, yeah, Jumanji is going to stop right above Leisure Suit Larry, and right below Mario is Missing. We have now ranked the game Jumanji. Just barely makes the cut of shame. Yeah. (laughs) So, one last game for this evening. We have Rocket. Robot on Wheels. Now, I, this is apparently a game someone cares about because it was a listener submission. I'm not sure I've ever heard of it. Uh, have either of you? Oh, wait a second. I recognize this box art. It's an N64 game. I I don't think I've ever played it, but I definitely remember like seeing this box at the video rental store. It looks like something you confuse Spyro with. Yeah, the color palette's very similar to Spyro. It was it's actually very much, yeah. It was developed by Sucker Punch. Oh, seriously? Yes. Oh man, wow. Okay. Wow. Oh, published by Ubisoft. Yikes. Okay. Fascinating. It's their first the game. game. Is, yeah, the game has six differently themed worlds, not including the final level, all connected to the main Whoopi world area. Whoopi is another word for sex. Ah. Each world is opened by finding a requisite amount of tickets in other worlds. So I guess it's like an amusement park setting. 
Mm-hmm. On the way, the player must learn new moves and techniques from a maintenance robot named Tinker in exchange for tokens found throughout the park. Each world has at least one vehicle used for solving puzzles and getting tickets. For example, the first level has a hot dog car the player can drive. After collecting enough tickets from throughout the park, the player can gain entry to the final stage. Uh, okay, so this sounds very much like a Banjo-Kazooie knockoff. Is, do I, is that wrong? Does that sound about right to people? Yeah, that, it sounds like a, like, a, seems like a platformer of the day. Yeah. That said, it seems like it got pretty good reviews, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was listed as the 18th best Nintendo 64 game of all time in Nintendo Power. That's <laughs> actually somewhat high praise. You know, yeah. I respect people that rank uh, video games. Well, I mean, because Nintendo Power also, you know, is like an official Nintendo publication, too. So to, right, to right. rank a third-party game that high... Yeah, huh. I, okay. I, I actually I found a list where somebody found the top 20 listing games from Nintendo Power for all the oh, systems. Oh, wow. Okay. And it is above Pokemon Snap and Blast Core. Now that's fat. Oh, wow. This is making me want to mm. go play this game if people think this highly of it. Yeah. Wow, okay. I'm just... Uh, Although, to be fair, we have you have not ranked Pokemon Snap or Blast Core. That's true. true. That's true. <laughs> I'm just sort of scrubbing through some Let's Plays on the internet. Uh, I will say the environments look kind of sparse. Um, not a lot of, like, textures going on. But it looks like it controls fine. It's, it's... Yeah, it, it actually looks very reminiscent of Banjo-Kazooie. So, hmm. I do like Banjo-Kazooie a lot. This, this game seems okay. I, yeah. would, I would be interested in trying this game out. Yeah, it makes a it makes a positive impression. Yeah, yeah. It's got a pedigree to it that I was not expecting. Yeah. So let's see here. We need to look at number two. So that is all right. How do you think this game compares to Mario Is Missing, Dave? You know, um, I was all about the Luigi, but uh-huh. um, I'm. As far as edutainment games go, Mario Missing is a pretty poor example of it. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And this uh, Rocket Robots on Wheels game does seem to be a pretty competent uh, 3D platformer. I agree. I agree. Uh, how about you, Will? Yeah, I think uh, Rocket is the clear uh, pick here. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Mario is Missing is a bad game. Yep. This seems like it might be an okay game. So, let's see here. That means we are now comparing to Busy Scissors again. What do you think, Will? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, right? I would, I would love to give it to Busy Scissors, but I, th- I think, like, uh, the pedigree for Rocket is strong enough that I think we can... I, I can justify putting it higher on the list. Okay. Okay. Dave? I'm going to have to go with Rocket. I'm watching a guy do a speed run of it right now, and you actually have some sort of grappling hook mechanism you can use. Oh, wow. Mm. I was actually going to give it to Busy Scissors on the basis that I know a lot of 3D platformers. And there's also a flying motorcycle. Okay, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the motorcycle has bat wings, so... Okay, yeah, alright. You convinced me. (laughs) It's the hard sell. What do you think of... How do you think it stacks up to Bionic Commando 2009? Oh, shit. Mm. I mean, Bionic Commando is all about the grappling hook. Right. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Bionic Commando. 
because okay. the grappling hook is a more uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's a more prominent mechanic. Sure. Yeah. 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 Will. Uh, but but I feel like uh, Bionic Commando's advances in grappling hook technology, like, could not have occurred without the pre- its predecessors, including ostensibly uh, Rocket Robot on Wheels. Okay. Okay. I mean, I I have to say I'm I'm basing my Bionic Commando also on the demo from the multiplayer version, which mm-hmm. Rocket does not have a multiplayer version. But I have to say, multiplayer with grappling hooks is hilarious. Oh sure, yeah. Okay, well, uh, that means we've got to vote for both. I've got to break the tie. It really comes down to whether I prefer Batwing motorcycles or Dead Wife Robo Arms. That's a tough choice. It is a really tough choice. But at the end of the day, I'm sorry, I gotta stick with my Dead Wife Robo Arms. <laughs> it's, that is a hard concept to top. Uh, so that means we are now comparing to Suzumiya Haruhi. So, Will, how do you think these two games, uh, face each other? Huh. Uh, I don't know. I think, I'm thinking Rocket. Because, like, yeah? yeah, a lot of Suzumiya Haruhi's strengths, at least as far as this ranking goes, are based on, like, what we have surmised from a very limited amount of information on it. Uh-huh. But we have, there's a lot of, like, outside validation for how, for the quality of Rocket, by comparison. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Okay. Uh, what do you think, Dave? I mean, uh, we've been talking a bit about Suzumiya Haruhi based on the strength of the existing property and about how it's a bunch of different games. But Rocket seems like, again, it's just one genre, but it does it really strongly, surprisingly. So I'm going to have to okay. go with Rocket. Uh, all right. I am also going to have to go with Rocket because, again, Batwing Motorcycle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, yeah, yikes. So, uh, the last decision of the night, which is the better game, Rocket Robot on Wheels or International Superstar Soccer Deluxe? Dave, I'll let you kick it off. Um, I'd like to see somebody uh, block a soccer ball kicked by a motorcycle with bat wings. Oh, wow. You're right. Oh. Boy, what Will, do you do you have anything to say? Yeah, it's it's an it's an interesting comparison between these two because you got you got Rocket, which is developed by uh, a studio that would become very prominent later on, published yeah. by what would end up being one of like the largest video game publishers in the world. Right. Compared by a, uh, compared to a uh, a uh, a game which was like has a very strong local following mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know it, it feels very David and Goliath in a way even oh, though I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah even though it's published by Konami yes and it was developed by the team that would go on to make Lair and Star Wars Battlefront oh I did I didn't wait really yeah oh okay hmm <clears throat> I don't know I, I feel like uh, 
uh, the bit about changing the ROM so that it has like all the local color, like the local team colors. I think that that carry that goes pretty far with me. I'm gonna there are clearly with... people that love this game. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with International Superstar Soccer Deluxe. Okay. Well, yeah. I think at the end of the day, inter- as far as I know, uh, I'm not deep into the world of sports games, but International Superstar Soccer Deluxe appears to be the best soccer game of its era. And Rocket Robot on Wheels is not the best 3D platformer of its area, in my opinion. I, that's not a scientific evaluation. We have not yet ranked Banjo-Kazooie or Mario 64. We haven't even ranked Conker's Bad Fur Day, which, I mean, come on. Uh, but in my gut, my non-scientific feeling of, of just gut reaction, it's not up there. So I have to give it to International Superstar Soccer Deluxe. And uh, that settles it for this this set of games. There is now 35 games definitively and exhaustively ranked with mathematical precision. You cannot argue with this list. It's objective. Don't even try. No, it is simply a fact. After all that stuff I just said about gut feelings and subjectivity, it is an objective fact that International Superstar Soccer Deluxe is a better game than Rocket Robot on Wheels. Well, you know what they say, the scientific the scientific method is uh, built upon gut feelings and subjectivity. Yeah, exactly. That's what I always say. I don't know what you learned in your fancy Ivory Tower college, but uh, down here in in the heartland, that's how what we go by. At Hard Knocks University. Yeah. I live in Texas. We don't believe in knowledge. So, the list as it stands now. I'm, I, I can feel my voice going. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe uh, just do the top ten. How how many episodes does this make it today? This is three today. Three yesterday. Two the day before. This is this is like um, the podcast equivalent of when. Philip K. Dick would just get super high and apply. yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like dozens of short stories, and most of them were nonsense. But yeah, yeah. As I always love the story of uh, Robert Louis Stevenson coming up with uh, Jekyll and Hyde. He was delirious with fever, and as far as his family knew, he was just passed out asleep. And all of a sudden, one morning, he ran down the stairs with a pile of papers, read them the entire manuscript. And then fainted as soon as he finished. <laughs> is, there, is this is this new podcast we're going to start? Is ranking delirious fever dream fantasy sci fi stories? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but for now, we're ranking all video games. That means I can read this goddamn list. <laughs> oh, maybe not. <laughs> Find the strength. Number thirty-five, online tennis manager. Number thirty-four, desert speed trap starring Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote. Number 33, Wild Wheels. Number 32, Cherry Moderate. Number 31, Scapon. Number 30, Arnhem the Market Garden Operation. Number 29, Alpha Prime. Number 28, Deca Yonku Tough the Truck. Number 27, Gods and Heroes Rome Rising. Number 26, City Racer. Number 25, Warlords. Number 24, Elsa Dentist. Number 23, My Frogger Toy Trials. Number 22, Arubaria Noatome. Number 21, Leisure Suit Larry Magna Cum Loud. Number 20, Jumanji. Number 19, Mario is Missing. Number 18, Koi Koi Shimasho 2 Super Red Hanafuda. Number 17, Thing Bounces Back. 
Number 16, Mac Ninja. Number 15, Yokoyama Mitsutero Sankokushi. Number 14, Space Farmers. Number 13, Starship Chameleon. Number 12, Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People. Number 11, IL-2 Sturmovic. Number 10, Busy Scissors. Number 9, Suzumiya Haruhi no Tomodai. Number 8, Rocket Robot on Wheels. Number 7, International Superstar Soccer Deluxe. Number 6, Bionic Commando 2009. Number 5, D-Force. Number 4, California Speed. Number 3, Need for Speed Underground. Number 2, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. And your number 1 game, the best game of all time to our knowledge, Iron Lord. Who will be who will be the one to knock Iron Lord off of its purse perch? Will oh, there be good. someone who uh uh we can definitively determine is a greater game than Iron Lords? I we who can, can only say? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I certainly don't see anything on our list of uh listener subjectors uh listener suggestions that I immediately think would beat it. <sighs> Maybe Deadly Premonition. Yeah, it's a it's a motley crew over there. Yeah. Uh, Dave, is there anything you would like to tell the people about? Any Twitters you want them to follow? Any any projects you want people to... Any Kickstarters you need money for? Um, there is a podcast I am a member of. Uh, okay, great. Myself and some other formers uh, do That D&D Podcast, which can be found at thatdndpodcast.com where we get together and play Dungeons & Dragons and other various role-playing games and just pretty much have a good time. Uh, Great. Check it out if you want. I think that it's... At least uh, some of the reviews we've had, people have as much fun listening as we have playing it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Will? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Cable Carrier. I tweet about Netrunner and being sad. Uh, sometimes I do Twitch streaming, so check it out. Okay, okay. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can follow my porn Tumblr at womenoffantasticalsizes.tumblr.com. You can follow my normal Tumblr at gamesfromscratch.tumblr.com. And you can follow my other Twitter account, onlineerotica underscore txt, where I post real quotes and excerpts from erotic stories from around the internet. Let's read one right now. I can feel the hairs of her tail tickling the top of my dick. That's going to do it for us tonight on Let's Place. Uh, make sure to review and rate us on iTunes. Tell all your friends about this great podcast you listen to all the time. Goodbye, I'm going to bed. Oh, God, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs>